0: Hey everybody! It's Charles from HumbleMechanic.com. Today I'm taking your questions on moisture buildup on oil caps, VR6s, cold start misfires, Super Bowl commercials, and more. This is episode 40 of the Humble Mechanic podcast. So this is going back to February of 2015 and this show aired the day after the Super Bowl so we're talking a little bit about Super Bowl commercials which is always a lot of fun for me this was a couple years after that really awesome Volkswagen Darth Vader kid commercial which I think may rank up at the top of one of my all time favorite commercials for the Super Bowl anyway if you want to get a question on a show like this for the video version or the audio version the best way to do that is to email me charles at humblemechanic.com it's a pretty easy email. Put question for Charles in the subject. That sends it to the right place so I know it's a question for the show. Then ask your question right at the top. Hey, Charles, I was wondering about this question mark. Then give me some space and give me all the details of the question. It really does help a lot when I know what your question is while reading all the information. I get a lot of emails, so I need to scan them kind of quick, and it helps a lot for these kind of shows. And for those of you that already do that, thank you so much. Boy, does that make it easy for me. Before we get into the show, I want to remind you, if you like the show, you like all the work that I do, all the great content, videos, and audio podcasts that I put out, Check out the crew membership program. It's a great way to help support the show and all that work that I do for you guys. But really more importantly, it's access to awesome content, great discounts. And the best value I really do think is you get access to the VW Audi training manuals that I write for my classes. If you were to attend one of these classes, it's like 375 bucks a pop. I mean, you do get to come hang out with me for a day, a Saturday or a Sunday, but uh, you get the manual as part of that. And if you can't attend one of these classes because they're really geared more towards professional technicians, you at least get all this information. I work really hard to put together 100-plus page manuals for these classes, so there's a lot of really great, valuable insight inside these books. You get those as downloads included in your crew membership from day one. You also get amazing discounts to places like Eurowise, Black Forest Industries, Sonic Tools, MT Knives, Mycanic, Kerma TDI Prime, Sunglasses, and a whole bunch more. So check that out. There's a tab at the top of the website called Crew Member Benefits, or there's a link in the description on every single show. You can also check out the video version of this show, Podcast Episode 40, over on YouTube. Oddly enough, just search Humble Mechanic, and you'll find me there. All right, guys, with all that wrapped up, Let's get into yo questions. Yesterday was the Super Bowl.
1: Uh, I was really bummed that Volkswagen didn't have a Super Bowl commercial, but uh, that little kid Darth Vader one's pretty hard to top from a few years ago. If you had a favorite Super Bowl commercial, please post it in the comments, I'd love to know. I'll be posting mine later today. And with any luck, it will be automotive related, but you never know. Anyway, let's get right into your questions. First up is from Barry. He says he's got a 12 Passat and Jetta, both of the 2.5 engines. And he's getting white sludge buildup on the bottom of the oil filler cap and on the dipstick in the winter months. Uh, He knows it's moisture related, which is absolutely correct, but he's never seen it that bad before. So that seems to come with big temperature swings and it's actually condensation building up on the bottom of the oil cap. To be honest, I haven't seen it in the 2.5 liters really. It used to be a big deal in the older two-liter non-turbos. We got so many two-liter engines now that I have to be very specific about the two-liter that I'm talking about. Um, depending on how much there is, really depends on how big of a deal it is very. Um, a little bit's probably not that big of a deal. If it's a lot, then you might wanna get it looked at. Um, again, I haven't really ran into it on that engine, but I know those older two-liters were pretty good about it, and you would get you know, several millimeters of buildup on the bottom of the oil cap and in the oil filler neck. It just basically comes from temperature change inside the engine versus outside and forms condensation. So, Barry, if you want to send me a picture of it, I'll take a closer look and, uh, you know, maybe direct you from there, but it never hurts to bring it by the dealership and have them look at it. But a uh, good question. Like I said, I haven't seen that too much on the 2.5. Seen it a touch on the... All right, great question, Barry. Thank you very much for that. Next up, Hayden asks, what are my thoughts on the 3.6 VR engine overall? Uh, Pros and cons. So the 3.6 came in the Passat and in the Torag and the CC. Um, The very early ones I would probably stay away from unless they've already had the oil pump bolt replaced. They were good about having the oil pump bolt back out or break. That could cause big time engine damage. Usually we caught it before it did because they made a hell of a lot of noise, and you get timing faults for it. I like the engine a lot. It's the 10.6 degree V that uh, Jason and I talked about in the VR6 video we did. In the Touareg, it was a little bit better. I only seen one oil pump bolt failure. It was more in the Passat, and really I don't even think they were having the issue with the CC, because the CC hadn't come out yet. Um, I like the engine again. I think it's it's an awesome VR. It's a heck of an upgrade from the 2.8 and the 3.2. Uh, I think those are all direct injection, which does lend itself to a bit of carbon buildup. I've seen that a couple of times on that generation of, uh, of VR6, so that's something to be aware of. All in all, the VR is a pretty good engine, and it's, it has been traditionally, in my opinion, through, through the Volkswagen history of the VR. But um, you know, if you're thinking about buying a car with the VR in it or any used car, take it to the dealership and get it checked out before you do. Um, also run like a Carfax on it and make sure that the vehicle is in good shape. Overall, it hasn't been wrecked or anything like that. Performance-wise, I don't know how much ECM tuning there is available for it, but I will tell you they sound really good with a nice exhaust system. So, Hayden, great question. Thank you for that. If you get one, post it and let us know. All right, next up comes from Nick, who sends me a bunch of good stuff. He said on the Tiguan that I posted. So I posted a picture of a Tiguan getting a, a decarb the other day. Uh, basically he wanted to know what kind of mileage we're starting to see cold start misfires due to carbon buildup on the valves. Um, Nick awesome question it sort of ranges all over the place this carbon buildup thing with direct injection is not only a problem for Volkswagen it's across the board on all direct injection Uh, manufacturers are starting to put throttle body injectors or something similar to that Further upstream, so it washes some of this carbon off the backs of the valves. The mileage that we traditionally see a real problem seems to be in the fifty to sixty thousand mile range. It seems to be a lot of cars that we get in on trade and then certify, and then you know either then or six months later they start to get these cold start misfires uh, due to due to the carbon buildup. But I've also seen them as low as fifteen thousand. And there's plenty of two liter turbos running around that have never had the issue at all. So there's a lot going on with this this cold start misfire, you know, carbon buildup on direct injection issue some of it's crank vent system, some of it's, you know, blow by from the oil control rings. I probably should do a whole video about it. The problem is, is it's a lot of theory and not a lot of 100% proof. And, and uh, <laughs> you know, with stuff like that, I don't like to dive too deep into the theory woods of uh, of what's going on with it. But it is a problem on all direct injection. I know BMW's got a special tool for it. Hyundai, Kia, they have problems with it too. So, um and someone sent me the uh the list of the patents and it looks like based on that they knew that this might be an issue so we'll see we'll see what happens um i did do some testing with a bg product as well as a TerraClean product these products will not solve the cold start misfire problem they will not solve the carbon buildup on the back of the valves once it's there but i got a good feeling it might help and um, with one of the BG products, I actually did see a compression increase. So hopefully that would be, you know, an indicator of, of a, a healthier engine um, when it, especially when it comes to misfires. misfire. So I'll do a video on that. I got uh, to get some more facts together before I do it. And uh, again, I don't want to be in the theory weeds uh, with all that stuff. So great question, Nick. Again, keep sending me good stuff. I really do appreciate it. Okay. Chris is having an issue with his DSG transmission. It seems to be when the vehicle is cold that there's issues with the one, two shift. It's a harsh shift or a jerk, jerky shift from first to second gear. I guess it looks like the dealership's doing a fluid exchange, doing a fluid flush, which I've never heard of that on a DSG or heard it solving any issues. Chris, good question. I hate that the situation um, that you're having. I will say on, and he's got an 07 GTI, I've put a lot of mechatronic units in that generation of of DSG for that exact issue. A harsh shift from one to two, um, a stutter on acceleration in first gear, because yours is so temperature related, it could still absolutely be the Mechatronics unit. I almost wonder if it's more of a dual clutch issue rather than than just a, a mech unit issue. Usually from what I've seen, dual clutch issues happen in higher gears, not one to two. Um, one to two shift was for a long time. If it had a harsh shift from one to two, you would put a mech unit in it, and that that was pretty much the diagnostic process for it. So I'm also scared for you because those are expensive. Uh, The last one I priced was in the $2,500 price range. Double check with the local dealer on any warranty extension here in the US. Some DSGs did have a warranty extension on them. Um, Because you're not in the US, I don't know what it would be for you, but have the dealership double check before you pay any money. on a DSG repair and make sure that you're not covered under any kind of warranty extension and good luck, man. I hope, uh, I hope that works out for you and that you don't have to pay that bill. Cause there's nothing good about paying that, that high dollar of a bill. So, um, good luck, man. I hope that works out, but I'd, I'd probably be more in the mechatronic unit than, uh, than the dual clutch cause really, and, and he had seen the video that Jason and I did with the DSG. Um, really there's three repairs for the DSG at the dealership level. It's replace the mechatronics unit, replace the dual clutch pack, or replace the transmission. They, uh, they don't have us really tearing into the DSGs at all. Um, that may change in the future, but for right now, that's, that's kind of where we're at. All right, Al has a question about <laughs> another question about direct injection and carbon buildup. All right, so basically what he wants to know is if Volkswagen could fix the problem with better oil separators or better crank vent valves. I know there's a lot of guys putting catch cans on. Long-term, that may be a good solution um, without you know reinventing the wheel, so to say. I don't know. I've never ran a catch can on any car I've ever owned. If you have and you have been tracking your carbon buildup on your valves, please let me know. I'd love to hear from you about it. Um, it's not something that I've ever done, so I don't want to speculate on how good or bad it would be. Uh, it makes sense, but you know, you're also adding more maintenance to what you're doing um, with the catch can, so... But, hey, it's better than having to pay, you know, however much for a decarb. Um, and he's also got an R-Line Tiguan, which is awesome. Uh, they are a little quirky, but... <laughs> uh, oh, and this is this is actually why I put this question on it, because I've talked a lot about the carbon buildup. But, um, Al, this is the funniest part and why I, why I put it on here. He said, uh, by the way, do I ever get fluids in my beard <laughs> besides beer, um, like oil, coolant, or anything else? Um, I try really hard not to, it's like this bottom spot that sometimes, uh, it's this bottom spot that sometimes gets, you know, oil or coolant or whatever, but it's a lot of awkward head positioning to try and keep that, uh, keep that from happening. Um, and I don't spill a whole lot of beer, so that's not too big of an issue. And I know somebody else had asked me about keeping, keeping oil and stuff out of my beard. So it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of weird head positioning and and that seems to do the trick. Uh, I'm actually more concerned about getting it caught in a fan or some sort of rotating part than anything, but um, good question, Al, and like I said, it it seems like I'm going to have to probably do a whole show about carbon buildup. Like I mentioned a minute ago, I did some testing on BG with a Tiguan that I got some good pictures for, so um, I I will do that as soon as I have all that information available. All right, Roger asks, he was planning on pulling the engine out of his B5 Quattro, to do some work on it. He's worked on the Mark IV generation, which is Golf Beetle Jetta that have the transverse engine. So the engine is side to side in the engine compartment where the B series is longitudinal. So it's front to back. He asks if it's easier to pull the engine out with the transmission attached to it or just the engine itself. It really depends on how you're doing it. If you have a lift and, you know, all the equipment, I think the last B series engine I replaced um, I pulled the engine and transmission out because I was doing a clutch, so it was a manual transmission, and it was crazy easy. Um, I don't think with those it's really that bad either way. Um, those engines are pretty easy to pull out, especially when you pull the front end off the car. You basically just pull the engine straight forward, and it's not too bad. Just make sure you disconnect all the connectors. <laughs> um, that's really the big thing on on those. You know, make sure you get the uh, the multifunction switch unplugged and and everything else on the transmission. So. I would pull it out all as one unit. It seems easier to me. Then you don't have to fuss with the, uh, the torque converter if it's an automatic transmission, but good question. Roger, thank you very much for that.
0: All right. So, great questions as always, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with me, spending your time, your Friday, if you're listening to it when the podcast comes out, spending your Friday with me. I hope you have an awesome weekend. It's December 1st of 2017, which is mind blowingly crazy that we're knocking on the door of all those really great holidays in that last week of the year where no one does nothing. So, we talked about crew membership. I also have a Patreon. You can check that out. Or while you're doing your Christmas shopping, hit my Amazon link, buy your stuff that way. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but I do get some credit for. For that. And those things all add up to help me keep the show going for you guys. I really appreciate it. I seriously cannot thank you enough. 2017 has been an amazing year. We'll do a recap video down the road, but uh, I just want to send out that quick thanks because I really do appreciate you guys. On that note, if you do like the audio version of the podcast, swing by whatever podcasting platform you are listening and give it a review. If you think it's worth five stars, five diamonds, five cupcakes i don't know what other what all the the review sites use um if you think it's worth that give it five and i'd really appreciate that if you think it's worth something else please leave that too and let me know how i can make this show even better for you guys all right guys thank you so much for listening have an awesome weekend i hope you have a blast be productive be happy and do great things so with that i'm out have an awesome weekend and i will talk to you again next time